0: Peace, you brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep. By the blood of your eternal covenant, make us complete in everything good, that we may do your will and your and work among us all that is well pleasing in your sight, through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
1: first reading is from Acts 9 36 through 43. Now in Joppa there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who heard Peter was there sent two men to him with a request Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, he took them into the room of stairs. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics, and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her. Up. Then, calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. Word of God, word of life. Be to God. The second reading is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the soul of You restore my soul, O Lord, and guide me along right pathways for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow
0: of death, I just fear no evil. For you are with me. your honor and staff, they comfort me.
1: You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, and my cup is running over.
0: according to John chapter 10 verses 22 through 30 at that time the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem it was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon so the Jews gathered around him and said to him how long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Messiah tell us plainly Jesus answered, "'I have told you, and you do not believe. "'The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, "'but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. "'My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. "'I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. "'No one will snatch them out of my hand.' What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the gospel of the Lord. Maybe seated. In the gospel lesson this morning, Jesus reminds us, reminds his disciples. And all of us today, that we are the sheep and Jesus is the shepherd. The psalm reminds us of the same thing. And that no matter what happens, Jesus is there for each of us. Then in the reading earlier that Richard read for us, we hear about a woman named Tabitha. That Tabitha is Aramaic. Aramaic, you may remember, is the language that we believe Jesus himself spoke and his disciples and many people of his time spoke wandering around on the streets and, and um, in casual conversation. Tabitha means, Tabitha's name means gazelle. In the early days of the church, Christian widows, which we believe Tabitha was, generally devoted their, their time to good works. As with the custom of the time and in the story from the book of Acts, people wept openly too when someone died. The widows remembered Tabitha's help. The help that she provided to so many people in her community. In sewing tunics and cloaks for them. That's what that means. They, They brought their tunics that she made for them to hold them up and show everyone her generosity. And using of her gifts to help others. Just as Jesus did then. When he was preparing to heal... The Apostle Peter gets peace and quiet by sending the crying mourners outside. Then with the help of the Holy Spirit, Peter, not Jesus, because sometimes if you read this kind of quickly, you might think that it's Jesus doing the healing, but Jesus is through Peter anyway. Peter commands Tabitha to rise, to be resurrected. He holds out her hand. She's resurrected and brought back to life. She stands up. Peter shows members of the Christian community, both saints and widows, it says in the scripture, that the that, that Tabitha is alive again. God's action through Peter leads many to faith, you know, to believe. Another part of this lesson is Peter, like Jesus, is breaking with traditional religious practices. It's kind of thrown in there at the end when it tells us who Peter was staying with on his extended visit to the town of Joppa. We don't know whether it's Simon, Simon the Tanner, as it says in the scripture, is mentioned in the story as a Christian or not. But we do know that he is providing hospitality to this visiting disciple, Peter. And we also know that he's a Tanner, a person Jewish law considered defiled because he worked with dead animal carcasses which were ritually unclean in their religion. So by Peter staying with this man who worked with animal carcasses, Peter had begun to realize that Jewish practices were not the only way. Those specific religious practices, even more important than than Jewish, um, were not as important as showing that all people are part of the kingdom of God and that there, there was not only one way to God. Peter showing us that we are there, that there are and there always will be many different paths to God. And what we believe and how we believe it. This kind of argument in the faith community over the care of widows raised such concern that the office of deacon was created in the church, as it tells us in Acts chapter 6. Yet despite the church men's, yes men. Men were making all the decisions at this point in time. These church men's concern stopped short of imagining the widows free from dependence and powerlessness. The widows of Joppa had, Joppa had only Tabitha, a disciple of Jesus, and very her very own faith-based initiative. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> But there was a difference. This faith-based initiative had no applications. No, You didn't have to wait to find out if you got a grant. You, there was no administrative cost, no overhead, and no politics involved in making sure you got the grant. The only woman in all of Scripture to actually be called a disciple, Tabitha cared for the widows, apparently out of her own resources, and in the most practical of ways, she sewed clo- their clothing, Who knew there was a disciple named Tabitha, right? We thought she was only on Bewitched. (laughs) Tabitha was a leader in her community and extremely generous. The writer of Luke says, Tabitha, a woman of wealth and influence, a woman who provided for her whole community, not just food and support, but clothing and abundance, crafted with love and skill, always a personal gift for those who needed it most, the widows. Why? Because nobody else was taking care of them. Those widows who others didn't think deserved a name, well, Tabitha knew their names. The writer of Luke explains that Tabitha was understood as a woman who did good works, engaged in charity, but not in an overt way where she needed or got a lot of attention or recognition. It seems, however, to reflect the writer of Luke's values, and those values seem to be making a case that people who are helped, people who need help, deserve it. We need to take notice and pay attention today, too. That is an attitude that all of us, myself included, need to be reminded of. Most of the folks who receive assistance really need it. Tabitha, too, can sound very much like a living saint, very much like many of the living saints in our churches today who spend enormous amounts of time and energy quietly and resources and in ministry to those in need. But don't seek a lot of recognition for it. Luke, writing the Acts of the Apostle, refers to Tabitha as a disciple, as I said. It's something that we can easily read just past Read past this word, but that by this time seems so common in the New Testament, without realizing that Tabitha is the only woman explicitly identified, as I said before, as a disciple, says the New Testament scholar Gail O'Day. An extraordinary woman, yes, but O'Day also poses the provocative question of when, why when men take care of widows, Luke calls it ministry, but when Tabitha performs the same service, Luke calls it good works. Isn't it ministry too? Good question, I think. And one that illuminates for us the power of words, especially when we consider the exclusion of women from ordained ministry for so many centuries, and even still today in some churches. Quite quiet but powerful. That, that's an excellent way to describe Tabitha as a powerful woman. Scholars tell us that she had such an impact on the community around her that the people she helped didn't want to believe that she was dead. They didn't certainly accept it. Even though they washed her body and prepared her body for burial, they still sent for the disciple Paul, Peter, who they knew was close by. When they they heard that he was there, they asked him to come. These widows that Tabitha cared for so carefully were faithful. One scholar says, Peter... Is not as important in this text as the community of widows and saints who cared for Tabitha, mourned her passing, and kept vigil outside while something remarkable happened inside. Clearly, these early Christian lives were affected. Their lives were transformed by the compassion and service of this disciple named Tabitha, and they turned, offered prayers, presents, and tears. But they also took action for the sake of the one who could do nothing anymore. This time, it was Tabitha who could do nothing and who needed the help. The faith of the widows went to work. The same faith that Tabitha showed them and taught them. And amazing things followed. Next, we come to Peter's role in this whole scene. Kate Matthews, the former dean of the Amistad Chapel at the United Church of Christ headquarters in Cleveland, Ohio, reminds us, it's much better, does it much better than I could. She says, and so we come to that dramatic yet quiet moment when Peter empties the room of all those mourners and approaches the bedside of this good and holy woman. Peter kneels and prays, you can almost hear the quiet. Because Luke doesn't put words in Peter's mouth, long-winded prayers, or persuasive pleading to God on behalf of Tabitha. No, Luke uses the simplest of words when Peter speaks directly to the dead woman. Tabitha, get up. We wonder what went through Peter's mind. What was in his heart, what memory and hope gave him the audacious confidence that he could say those two words and then count on God right there and then to do something so astonishing. In this Easter season, perhaps we know that we don't really have to wonder long. And Peter's confidence is testimony to the power of God in his life. The things he has seen and experienced and the effect of all it has had in his life. It also speaks of the power of the resurrection in the life of the church and in our lives today, end quote. A friend and minister colleague, Joe Harvard, suggests that the story gives us reason to hope even when we think there's no possibility of restoration. Joe says that we live in a humpty-dumpty world in which we are convinced that that things cannot be put back together again. But the book of Acts tells us a different story about people, quote, empowered to turn the world upside down. That's Acts 17, verse 6. In other words, the world is not as it should be. And God is at work, often through us, putting it right again. In this story, in Acts, Peter is like Jesus. Jesus is like Elijah and like Elisha. And all three of them are like God. They they raise the dead to new life. Whatever history may lay behind the story in acts, it certainly implies a claim to continuity. The language and detail of the Old Testament stories have helped shape the account here. Luke is probably drawing on an older tradition. Was Tabitha significant and foundational leader in Joppa? Probably. Was she a disciple of Jesus, a female disciple? Absolutely. Was there such a raising from the dead? Many remarkable things happened. This may have been one of them. What is important about this story for me is that we are not alone, ever. God is with us. God is with us in good times and in bad times and everything in between. The good news is about bringing life, especially new life, like this beautiful child, Logan, who we will baptize in a few minutes. This new life gives us great hope in the midst of all the mess in the world that we seem to find everywhere, it seems. You know, love where there is hate, healing where there is brokenness. The great miracle today is that when, when we can see people stand on their feet, communities make their way out of the traps of poverty, enemies moving toward reconciliation and peace, unjustified wars end, and despairing people find meaning again. These are the realities that invite us to take such stories as symbols and through them find the hand of God in new beginnings today and every day. Of course, such transforming power is not ours to create, just as Peter's healing of Tabitha was not his doing. Only the living God can empower us with new life. It is the indwelling, the inside of us dwelling and compelling spirit of Christ that can transform death to life, sadness into joy, carelessness into compassion, conflict into peacefulness. When the church is made up of transformed people, then then the world can witness a glimpse of the coming day of glory. And it is then that the gospel proclaimed is a sign rather than just a word. It is then an action of what is to come, not just a memory of what used to be. Such a transformation is only possible through the spirit of the living Christ, who inevitably transforms all who believe if we but ask. Did you hear that? It transforms all who believe if we but ask. My prayer for every one of you today, including myself, may this inbreaking of the Spirit be and become the beginning of the inbreaking of a world of hope, a world of joy, a transformation of all of us. And please, O oh Lord, Lord, a world filled with peace. Amen. Amen. Oh Hallelujah. Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah.